we're live. Hello, we are live. Welcome. Nobody's nose is bleeding. Everything's okay. It will be fine. <laughs> uh, good afternoon, Hannah Weinhold. How are you? Uh, I'm grand, thank you, Rachel Weinhold. How are you? All right, you're a liar because you've got sinusitis. <laughs> Never give in. And actually, I feel like my nose is bigger. I feel well, like, it doesn't... like my nose is bigger. It doesn't look bigger. I think I think you're making that up as you go along. Thanks, because I've got a right. cute little nose. Mm, all right, okay. Well, I, I wouldn't go that far in the other direction. But it's it's not a great whopper. nose. It's a great <laughs> nose. <laughs> anyway, um, welcome to another FFS. It's Friday again. It's Friday again. Um, we are here today to talk about how do you pitch your business? So um, the reason that we're going to talk about this today is that we were doing the, the Grow Traffic Roadshow yesterday. Um, and this was one of the things we were working through a little workbook of, you know, what you're going to do to grow your business. And this was one of the things that kept coming up is that how do, how do you pitch your business? People were unsure about how to do it. One woman, she, she did a thing, but from the way she'd explained to us what she did, we, none of us had got that in the room when she started. No, none of us had understood what she did. So it's really important that you pitch your business correctly because that's all most people that you ever meet have got to go off. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But first, uh, Hannah, what's your name and where'd you come from? Well, my name's Hannah and I'm from Grow Traffic. Woo! Um, and what uh, interesting, good or exciting thing has happened to you this week? Never prepared for this question, which is daft. Um, well, it is daft because you're the one that made us do it. You, you, <laughs> you introduced it. I'm very excited to get some uh, ankle support socks delivered tomorrow. So I can, because I've been struggling with a torn ligament in my ankle, so I've not been at netball for about 11 weeks now. So I'm very excited to get these socks because I think I'll be able to go and play again. All right, good. What and about you, Magic Ryan? socks. <laughs> magic socks to go with my magic shin protectors and my magic trainers. Okay, well, I genuinely hope they work because I know you enjoy playing netball, don't you? So Thank you. That's the nicest the thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> It won't last long, don't worry. Um, yeah, so what a, my name's Rachel, also from Grow Traffic, from Bakeup, where the sun is shining, but it's not warm. It's, in fact, it's so not warm. I've got a cardigan on and I've got a blanket on my knee and it looks like it should be spring. Um, and I've just had a, a very busy week, really. I, I did uh, the Grow Traffic Roadshow yesterday. Tomorrow I'm doing um, a, a, another uh, workshop for women in business or women that want to start a business um, and don't know where to start and we're, we're doing it in Haslingdon for the ladies of the mosque so I'm going to do a, a, a free session for them to, to teach them how to earn whether it's a side hustle or a, a main job or whatever but get a job get a bit more independent start earning money for themselves so I'm really looking forward to that it should be a really good session the ladies of the mosque sounds like, the a, mosque. sounds like an ancient like mystic group that they're gonna like protect some key yeah yeah <laughs> they might you don't know I'll ask them tomorrow where do you keep your keys <laughs> uh, anyway yes so there we go busy busy weeks all around um so as I said today we're talking about how do you pitch your business 
one of the things that we see as as you know when we're grow traffic working with our clients time and time again is that what businesses tend to do is talk about themselves and it's you know it's obvious isn't it that's and that's what you think you should do people think of their website for example as their company brochure so they want to talk about how great they are and what services they provide and the awards that they've won and the accreditations that they've got and all this sort of stuff and whilst that should be on your website all that stuff needs to be there if we think about the buyer journey and what a custom where a customer starts from in needing your services and where they end up that bit about you and how great you are and the accreditations you've got that's just a tiny tiny bit that comes right at the end the bulk of that buyer journey of them going from awareness interest desire all the rest of it you know, they're, they're not concerned with you and what you're doing and what you want to talk about and how great you are. They're concerned with themselves. What is the problem that they've got? What are you going to do for me? How are you going to solve it? How much is it going to cost me? How long is it going to take? All this sort of stuff. Uh, and that's the bit that people don't talk about. Businesses don't talk about it on their website. People don't talk about it when they go networking. They don't talk about it on their social media. They just talk about themselves. Um, and it, And that's why it doesn't work. And that's why businesses really struggle with this idea of how do I pitch my Myself, you know, what do I actually do? So that's what we're going to talk about today. And we have got five questions uh, that you can ask yourself in order to get to this answer of how do you pitch your business? So have you seen this, Hannah? You do a lot of networking. You must have seen this where people just ramble on about irrelevant stuff, pretty much like I've just done for five minutes. Absolutely. And uh, and me and Aaron, in fact, uh, my good friend Aaron um, and business partner Aaron, he and I went on a like start up like what you call like incubator kind of fast track thing and when a huge section of that was pitching and pitching is a, like an art form in itself it's got you know it's, it's underpinned by psychology um if you do it properly so that it's not just standing up there and telling somebody what you do it's hooking into um that that the recipients kind of desires fears um and needs and providing a solution to that in a really quick way that that isn't bullshit isn't kind of nonsense like you sit with people sometimes and they'll say so much noise without actually saying anything and and a good pitch is about distilling down to its very pure elements what it is that you can do for somebody not what it is that you do what you can do for that person and kind of providing them a succinct answer to that. So, like, there'll be so many kind of guides and stuff on how to pitch, um, but it really is important that you sit and think about it and you don't just start talking. Mm, absolutely. I mean, like I said, I used the example of the, the lady that came to the course yesterday, and uh, what, what she did was provide training for apprenticeships. What we thought she did was provide apprentices, uh, to fill apprenticeship vacancies and and she doesn't do that she tr she provides training once, once you've got an apprentice if they've got a skills gap that's what she does um and so it was it, it, it there's a few sort of elements here because first of all like you said you've got to be really clear about what it is that you do and who you need to who you need to speak to but the other thing is that you're working with people's preconceptions about what you do and people will hear you know at networking you get 60 seconds if you're lucky to introduce yourself and say what you do people People already have a preconception they hear accountancy they assume you're accountant you know they hear apprenticeships they assume you find them you know they hear training they assume that you do something to do with colleges or universities or whatever um, and so you've not only got a very short space of time to get across what you do
do do, but you've got to do 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 do. Um, but you've also got to sort of combat those short assumptions that people will make. Um, for example, again, you know, I, I went networking for, for four years in a networking group and, and somebody then came up to me and said, I'm looking for a copywriter. Do you know any copywriters? I was like, we do copywriting. It's like one of the fundamental things that we do. Now, the, 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 your initial thing is, why the frig haven't you been listening to me? Like, I've been talking about this for four years. But obviously I hadn't. Either she hadn't been there very long or she hadn't picked up on that or I hadn't talked about that recently or whatever. That's a fault on me. If the people in the room don't know what you do, that's not their fault for not listening. That is your fault for not explaining it properly. So it's really important that you get this right and understand what you do and how do you tell people that. It's also really important, and I'm sure we'll touch on this, so I'll talk about it then. I'm just looking to see what our notes are, is that you um, are very clear about what you want from this pitch. So, you know, people fundamentally want to help, um, and there's different types of pitches. There's pitches where you're asking for help. There's pitches where you're asking for introductions. There's ones where you're asking for money, and it's really important that you are clear on what what that person can do Um you know what you want them to do afterwards sign up here introduce me to this person buy this you know magic bean or whatever it is you want it's it's super important that you are clear in your head as well as how you say it Mm. you're absolutely right we will come on to sort of how you are specific but again it's that old thing isn't it you hear this at networking all the time and say don't just say anyone because like we can work with any business of course we can. But if you say to somebody, you know, we can work with any business, they'll go, oh, all right, okay, yeah. Whereas if you say to somebody, you know, I'm looking for accountancy firms that are still in the first two years of trading and they want to scale up, that you then as the person listening to that, you can go, oh, I do know one of those. Brilliant. I can introduce you yeah. to that. So, you know, it doesn't, it, it, sometimes you think like, why would I narrow it down when I could speak to anyone? But you're helping the people in the room to make the connections as to who they do know and think about who they could introduce you to but yeah we will come on to that okay so as I said we've got five questions that you you need to go through in order to reach this point of of how do you pitch your business and question number one what do you do it sounds like the most basic question doesn't it but you know why why does this matter Hannah and how how do you answer it as a business well I always like most people know there's a difference between features and benefits so features is like what you actually do and benefits is who, why the hell should they care? So when you think about like, what do you do? You know, oh, you know, grow traffic with digital marketers. Who cares? What like, that's a feature. What is the actual benefit of that? Well, we help people grow their business so that they win more clients and they get more revenue. That's what we do. So like when you're, when you're thinking about what it is that you do, go to the final, like the nth degree of it, like what, and, and so what, and keep asking yourself, so what? So I'm an accountant, so what? Well, I help people manage the books, so what? Well, I help make sure that they're paying the right tax, so what? And just kind of keep asking yourself, why should anybody care about this? What is the actual benefit to the person that is standing in front of me like that I can bring to them? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And accountancy is one of the things we were we were working with woman on the roadshow yesterday. And and she was saying that she was like, well, you know, I just do people's accounts. Every business needs it. And it's like, yes, but actually, when we distilled down what it is that she did and the types of clients that she wanted to work with, you know, she 
the, the services that she provides and the way that she works and stuff, she wants to work with people that want their accountant to come and meet with them monthly and sit down and have a cup of coffee. She wants to work with businesses that want their accountant to come and maybe do a day in the office yeah. once a month so they can talk to them and, and sit with them and go through things. You know, she, it's a very face-to-face service that she wants to provide. And so that will only apply to certain types of businesses. We even sort of narrowed it down to, you know, she's got a young baby. Quite often she has to take a baby with us. So probably it's going to be the types of companies that are open to that. It might be women-led companies or, or, you know, female entrepreneurs or whatever. Um, So, you know, it's being that specific. Like you say, it's what is the the so what is a a great question. Keep asking that. And so it's not just what do you do. It's how is that going to benefit that that end person and the benefit in that case I'm just talking about is that they get their accountant in the office their their books and their accountancy is reflective of what is actually happening in the business on a week by week or a month by month basis doesn't work for every business but some of them that's exactly what they need and you have to tell them that that's what you do that's what I offer that's different to everybody else because the pitch isn't your full like the pitch is the is the starting point so you know you need to get them interested enough so that they go oh and how'd you do that so if you're just kind of listing off a line of uh, and I'm really bad at doing this I will just sit there and go oh we do websites we do social media we do copywriting we do you know SEO and and but I never actually say like this is how it helps you it grows your business you want to kind of pique their interest enough so that they'll go how is it that you managed to do that? How are you going to grow a business online? And how are you going to, um, you know, get me more customers and win me more revenue or give me peace of mind and make sure that I'm, you know, earning every penny that I can in the business if you're an accountant. So, yeah, it's really, really important. Like the first thing you need to do is is scrap a feature, scrap the features and start getting down into the benefits of what you do. Yeah. And how do you, how do you? Sorry. Yeah. How do you help your clients? What are you going to do for them? And I mean, this is one of the, one of the things I do at networking as well is um, I'm really specific. And case studies is a great way of doing this, particularly if you're in a business like ours, where it is a little bit unclear, you know, exactly what you do. You say, yeah, well, even if you say we help you grow your business online, like you say, well, what does that mean? What are you going to do? So uh, I, I always anonymize our, our case studies. So I'm never specific about who the client is. But I say, you know, we've we've just started working with a financial services client they've had they're having two blogs a, a month off us you know they're having um, an hour of on-site seo an hour of off-site seo and a new backlink built for them they're paying 830 pounds a month and we've just got them three new inquiries in the second month of working with them you know traffic's gone up by 60 percent rankings are now coming in on page one for some really big money key keywords so they know what we've done for that client they know roughly what kind of budget they're going to need if that's the type of thing they want to replicate and they're seeing what the results are and the time frame of that so again they can connect that to something real it's tangible then isn't it it's a it's an act you think oh I, oh yeah i understand that now rather than just going yeah well we we do seo you know we'll, we'll get you up the rankings so yeah can, I, mean, I wouldn't even have gone into that much detail i think i'd have just said like the last bit like we'd, we've got this client this 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 like when i do that i say oh you know we've got this client they've, they've got 200 percent more traffic on the website or this client's cost per acquisition has gone down by three percent or whatever like mm-hmm. um but yeah it's important that you kind of giving a an ex a, a, like really solid example of how you've benefited somebody through your through your through your benefits not your features yes <laughs> exactly that features. yeah so what do you do question number one what do you do and by that we mean how 
how are you benefiting your customers? Okay, number two, who is your target audience? So we have talked about this a little bit, but um, you know, who who do you need to speak to? Who are your ideal customers, and where are they? More importantly, why is it important that you pin down your target audience, Hannah? Because you can't sell to everyone. So you know, even if you do it on a rotator and you think right, this this quarter I'm going to really focus on getting customers that look like A, B, and C. Uh, and but, but because you really need to be specific because you, every customer, every target audience group is going to have a different pain point. And I know that's number three, so I'm not going to jump ahead, but you really need to be able to say um, to yourself, why, like for writing your pitch, this is who I want to target. This is who I want to go after. You might not even say it in your pitch. I'm looking to speak to. Um, but but because because that's kind of again too broad you would go down to like Rachel said I'm looking to speak to people who you know accountants that have opened up in the last two years and are having the problem with x y and z and but yeah you can't you we always come back to this you've got to talk about you've got to think about who your target audience is and pitch to a couple one or two really really specific pockets of people and some businesses like i say they, they come back with that well it really is anybody and it, and it, it never really is anybody you know even if you're not if you're not um, narrowing your target audience down by sector or gender or age or whatever even if you know it could be any of those you might be narrowing it down by location you might say well actually i need to see my customers in person and i'm not traveling more than 20 miles to do it so you've geographically narrowed down your target audience it might be like you say that it, you look at it in rather than sector specific you look at it at the size of the business or the stage that the business is in again we're working with another accountants at the moment and they've identified three group so they want to work with startup companies they want to work with scale-up companies and they want to work with companies that are starting to think about their exit strategy so those are three very specific stages in the life cycle of a business that they want to talk to and how we're going to do that is we're going to create a page on the website for each one of those target audiences and the content on there is going to be very specifically tailored to that person so that we can then drive traffic to those things and, the, and that's coupled with a PPC campaign and uh, social media so each of those pages will have different keywords for the for the PPC campaign each of those pages will be potentially shared on a different platform uh, with a different a different social media platform sorry with a different message so that we're speaking directly to those people in that situation and then driving them to a page on the website that is relevant to that and then we can create blog posts around that and so again if that's what you now you said you know you might have all of those three so you might say if you're out networking right month 1 I'm going to talk about the startups month 2 I'm going to talk about the scale-ups and month three I'm going to talk about the exit strategy businesses um, and so you you are being specific because otherwise you're going to get nowhere yeah okay so question number one what do you do question number two who is your target audience be as specific as you possibly can question number three what are the issues of your target audience so this is not pain points we're going to come on to pain points in a minute but what are the issues of your target audience and what we mean by that is not the specific pain points that they're facing, but what are they facing in their business landscape at the moment? So if you, for example, identified uh, retail businesses as being one of your target audiences, 
what are they going through at the moment? Retail businesses are facing rising costs in, in business rates, rising cost of uh, energy rates, you know, the firm falling footfall in the high street because everybody's skint and nobody's going out spending money. So once you've identified that target audience, you've got to start thinking and putting yourselves in the shoes of that target audience and saying, all right, what are they going through at the moment? Um, go on, Hannah. Why, why does this matter? Well, it's not just the issues, is it? Like if we're thinking about the the environment in which a business or a target audience is operating, like it's always useful as well to do a SWOT analysis on it. So not just what are the issues, what are the opportunities? Oh, you love a SWOT analysis. Don't I you? bloody love a SWOT analysis. And if we can make it into a matrix, I'm even happier. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really important that you look at kind of where there are opportunities because, you know, you want to be saying to people, I understand that this is a problem for you. But there's this opportunity here and I can help you. I can help you hook on to that or, you know, I can help you counteract that with this. Like you've got this strength in your industry and this is where I can fit into that. Like ultimately, you're trying to get these people to part with the money. So if all you talk about is, you know, doom and gloom, the problems, then then you're going to kind of put that barrier in yourself. I think, you know, doing a strong SWOT analysis on the ecosystem that your target audience is is operating in is really important. Because people buy from guys like it's, it's an absolute fucking tripe saying, isn't it? But people buy from people, and if you can like make that connection and show somebody that you understand the problems that they're facing, then you're much, much more likely to convince them that you that you can provide a solution to that problem. Right? How are you going to provide a solution if you don't understand the problems that they're facing? So it's mm-hmm. super important, which is why also why it's important that you don't go too broad on your target audience. Because that's a lot of work <laughs> to do really broad. And, you know, every business is, is experiencing, every sector, sorry, or every target audience is experiencing a different uh, environment that they're operating in at the moment. Mm. And I think that that understanding is key, isn't it? Because this is one of the things that, that we found when, when we're pitching to businesses or, you know, we're doing tenders or whatever. Businesses... We can we we always say SEO doesn't matter. You know, you we do the same things. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. We we do the same things. We say SEO doesn't matter. Well, you know what I mean. You know, <laughs> SEO isn't. It doesn't matter to to each sector. You know, we do the same things regardless of what sector you're in. But actually, as a business owner, and you you don't necessarily want to do that. And and funnily enough, we've seen this from the other side, haven't we? Because we were looking for a new accountant, and we've gone with a new accountant that understands digital agencies because. We're a digital agency and they understand the very specific, you know, issues and things that we go through. Every business is the same. So what they want to see is, like you've just said, do you do you understand the specific things that are going that I'm facing as a business? And can you deal with them? And can you demonstrate that you can deal with them? So if you can go in and say, well, yes, you know, I, I have worked with this person before and it was a very similar situation and this is what we did. And, or, you know, I understand this issue and this is how I've overcome it in the past. That's what is going to hook you into that business. They're going to go, oh, you know, they, they, they do they do get it. And like you said, you've got solutions. You can demonstrate that you you understand it a lot of businesses or people pitching at networking and stuff won't even start to do that they just say oh yeah i just want to talk to to talk to people that's it um so it's really crucial isn't it yeah 
Okay, so um, what do you do? Question number one, what do you do? What do you actually do? What are the benefits of the things that you do? Question number two, who is your target audience? Very specifically, who do you need to talk to and why? Number three, what are their issues? What is the landscape in which they are doing business? And how are you specifically going to help them overcome those issues? Um, and this, that, that, again, actually, it just taps in a little bit to your USP, doesn't it? It's, you know, what... Yes if you can demonstrate why you specifically are going to help them overcome their issues, that sets you apart from your competition uh, and, and shows you understand them. Okay. Number four, what pain points are you going to solve? So what do we mean by a pain point? Right. So this is, this I think is the most important part. This is like the one, if you don't do anything else, pay attention to this one. So you need to be asking your customers or your potential customers what's going on in their world at the moment. So especially if you've got a product or service that you're bringing, bringing to them to, to, solve a, to solve a problem, you can't be saying, I think that everybody has this problem because you don't know. And you also can't go to people and say, would this solve your problem? Because they'll go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, would they actually use it? It's called the mum effect. Like, would they actually use it or are they just being nice to you? So because you're standing in front of them, you know, bearing your soul. So like what you need to do to, to get to this this point is go to people and say, how do you currently work? What's good about that? What's bad about that? You know, what what are you what are you kind of like what solutions have you put into place? And what do you like about the, those solutions? And what don't you like about those solutions? And really get a good idea. Of, of what's actually going on without making assumptions. So as an example, there was a really famous study done in the States uh, and McDonald's wanted to um, sell more from the breakfast menu. And all they were selling, they were selling loads of milkshakes, loads of milkshakes in the mornings. And, uh, and they're wondering why we're selling milkshakes in the mornings. And, they, and so they did studies where like, you know, they sold, they brought out, you know, bagels and stuff. Nobody bought them. They brought out, um, you know, porridge. Nobody bought it. Like it's a healthier alternative. Why aren't people actually buying these, you know, these breakfast items, but they're all buying milkshakes. And, the, and they found out that people were buying milkshakes mostly through the drive through because they were on their way to somewhere they wanted something that was easy to hold whilst they were driving. So like a milkshake is much easier to hold than a fucking croissant mm-hmm. that doesn't, you know, get them covered in the, like get the work clothes dirty, but sits in their stomach, fills the stomach, makes them feel full and gets them to, to wherever it is they're going. So they wanted convenience, like, you know, clean cleanliness kind of ease and, and a nice, comfortable, full feeling in the tummy. And that's what they kind of, what these researchers um, discovered. So without having done that research, nobody could have predicted really that that's what, what like the, the sales were coming from the drive-thru and that that's what people wanted. So you really, you know, you can't make these assumptions and you can't say to people, you know, would you like a croissant in the morning? Because they'll go, yeah, I'd like a croissant in the morning, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but they're still going to go and buy a milkshake. So you've mm-hmm. got to do your research and, and you know, ask as many people as possible, um, kind of 10, 10, 15 people. And, um, you know, what what are your pain points here? 
that that question about you know asking the right questions is really important isn't it because there's you know how many of us have bought things thinking that is a really good idea you know i I should use that but then you don't because it doesn't fit in with your day or your routine or whatever and it's really hard to make it part of it and (laughs) and so it doesn't become part of your routine and it and and therefore you don't use it and it just becomes a pink elephant that sits there in the corner so it's really important not just to ask the questions but to ask the right questions to, to again put yourselves in the shoes of your customers and figure out how do they work what do they need from you and then make your products and services fit that not the other way around because otherwise people will just not it just won't use it won't become part of it um i think one of the the best examples and i've said it a million times but that i, I can always bring to mind of this difference between um you know how are you solving the pain points and how businesses think is we we had a customer IT company and they they had this all singing all dancing video made and about the pain points that they solve for their customers so we watched this video and we were like okay um what they were talking about on that video was that their their customers have a hodgepodge of old machinery they have some desktop computers that that people can't take home and they have documents stored in all sorts of different places Uh, and actually those are pain points for the business for the it company they weren't pain points for the customers because the customers if if the if the documents stored in all sorts of places is isn't causing any issues then it's not a pain point what would be a pain point is that their staff are not able to work remotely because they've only got desktops on desks their staff are not able to find the document they need quickly because everything's stored in all sorts of different places so it's slowing their job down um they're they're spending three hours waiting for the laptop to load because it's a hodgepodge of old machinery so you again we're back to that so what go a step further it's really easy when you're in business to think you know we could say to people all the time like oh your website's crap well if if the the website might be crap but if it's not causing them an issue for the business it doesn't matter it's not a pain point for them it doesn't they don't care so we've got to think what is that actual pain point and then you've got to marry that up to your customers because not every customer will be experiencing every one of those pain points like i said some customers will be absolutely fine with having a hodgepodge of old machinery because they've got you know staff that have used those machines for 15 years in the office and they're quite happy with it it's not causing an issue so talk to those customers and say what are the pain points that you are experiencing what are the issues that you're having on a daily basis and then see how do I solve those and this is it when you're doing sort of sales and discovery calls as well it's really important that those are the bits that you find out so always let your customer or your potential customer talk first ask them what's what's the what's the problem as you see it from your point of view let them tell you that and then talk to them about how your products or services specifically answer those issues not the other way yeah for sure yeah okay perfect right so question number one what do you do really what do you do and and what are the benefits of it number two who is your target audience very very specifically might have more than one but who are they number three what are their issues as in what is the landscape in which they are operating what are the 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 things that they are dealing with on a day-to-day basis and the the sector specific things that they're dealing with number four what pain points are they experiencing and how are you going to solve those pain points and then number five how are you going to create content that and starts to answer all these so what types of content might people need to create 
Um, so obviously an elevator pitch. So content doesn't always have to be physical. Um, so I would always get yourself a good elevator pitch, even if you know you never intend to be in a lift with the CEO of bloody you know Microsoft or whatever. Like you know, you still want to be able to tell someone really succinctly what you do. Um, I would always as well think about getting a, a, a not a mission statement, yeah, a mission statement together. So, you know, you kind of flesh out that elevator pitch and it's written down. So when you're having collateral created, uh, sorry, it's just gone really bright in here. <laughs> when Jesus is coming for me again. Um, yes. When you're having collateral created for you by a marketing department or a marketing agency, you can give them that mission statement and say, this is what we're about. This is how we help people. Um, and then you want to have a page on your website that fleshes that out even further and really kind of talks about, you know, all those things we've just said, what your benefits and, and who you help and how you help them and who needs you and stuff. And um, that's where I would start. I think that that vision and mission is a really good point. And, and uh, we've, I was just been working again with another client just last week, actually, on this vision and mission statement. They have they, they, they'd come up with these statements. We help businesses become more energy efficient. You know, we we help businesses find the, the most cost effective solutions for their problems. And again, it's like, well, what does that mean? Why is that going to help the customers? You've got to keep going that step further yeah. again and explaining. You know, if you say we help our customers become more energy efficient, what does that mean for them? That helps them meet their environmental responsibilities or the corporate social responsibilities. It helps them save money. It helps them feel better. It helps them be demonstrable to their clients in turn about their the, the ways that they're being environmentally responsible. How are you going to do that? So again, if you've got those purpose, vision, mission statements on your website, explain why and what it means. Yes, you can have the short sentence that pops out, you know, have the, the big statements at the top, but explain them. Otherwise, they're meaningless. And again, you know, this should go through all of the content that you're creating so yeah everything that you're saying everything that's on your website and again we're you know just to hammer it home when you have if you have a product or a service page on your website make sure it talks about the benefits not just the features the benefits you know I, we do this and so that means you can and so it means you are you know what does it mean um it should be on your blogs and it should be on your social media as well this is another thing that people forget and when they talk about the social media it's really easy to again to just talk about yourself isn't it you know i went here i went to this networking event i've been to this conference i've done this oh did you know we sell this and they're like why is nobody buying it it's because well you've not spoken to anybody when people are on social media they're even a step up from that awareness interest desire decision making funnel you know they're they're they're, they're not even aware that they've got a problem or looking for a solution to the problem on social media. They're just yeah. browsing to waste a bit of time or look at the cousin's baby or whatever. You've got to interrupt that thought process at that point to say, this is, this is what we can do. So, you know, oh, hello. I know you're busy looking at photographs of dogs, but, you know, actually, are you considering this at the moment? Well, did you know we can help you because of X, Y, Z? So think about, again, put yourself in the shoes of that customer yes your social media should be there to share about you as a person you as a company so yes talk about that stuff but if you want to use it as a as a sales tool or a marketing tool you've got to go that step further yeah 100 percent 
Yeah. Okay, right. That's it. We've run out of time. Liz has just joined us, but we've just finished. So hi, Liz. Um, you can watch it all back on the YouTube channel. You can watch it all back. Yes. So it will be on the YouTube channel shortly. It will be on the podcast shortly. It'll be on Catch Up on Facebook shortly. Also, we, we do, um, if you're on LinkedIn, if you follow Grow Traffic on LinkedIn, we always do a roundup of these. So there's always either top five tips or top five questions. Um, and they're always put on a, as a slide deck. So uh, that'll be on our Facebook, uh, on our sorry, LinkedIn channel. Um, so there we go. Uh, Hannah, final point, final takeaway. Um, just be really, really clear about your, the benefits of what you do. Don't, don't start listing uh, your features. Yeah, and mine would be the so what, same point as Hannah's really. But yeah. once, you've, once you've said this is what we do, ask yourself so what, answer that ask yourself so what again see how many times you can do it until you have put yourselves in the shoes of that customer and you understand what they're getting out of it because that's the only way you'll ever be able to pitch your business to them okay that's it if you want more content from grow traffic we've got oodles of it it's got all again on the youtube channel on the website there's all sorts of stuff about this um and like hannah said there's loads of training online about how to do any of this better how to write your elevator pitch all the rest of it um there are also people that both of us know that do this type of training. So if you'd like to know more, you can email info at growtraffic.co.uk or leave a comment below and we will answer your questions. That's it. Right. Hannah, you look like you need to go to bed. So uh, <laughs> go and have the afternoon off and let the sun shines. All yeah. right. Thank Bye. you. Bye.